Can I stress you, enough that we out. do not, we're not like trying to give you guys dating advice. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. And this is a test run because I forgot the mic. Okay, so this is now officially. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Hello and Goodbye. I'm Leanna. I'm Jared. And um, I don't know if you've noticed the sound may sound a little different, but it's because I forgot the mic. Yeah, but I think we're okay. Yeah, I think it's fine. You yeah. Guys, yeah, you guys can... We're not known for our impeccable audio quality <laughs> to begin with. Yep, so, yeah, so here we are. Just We're just raw-dogging it. Hey. <laughs> That's... I, I, my 25th birthday, I went out for dinner with my sister and her husband and three of my best friends in the world... And we were at the beach and we kept ordering like more raw oysters, which oh. we were just, uh, they're so delicious. Don't make that face. Which we kept referring to as raw dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like we were getting progressively drunker. And at one point, like my friend like flags down our like 18 year old waitress and he's like, can we get another round of raw dog over oh here? Oh my gosh. I, do you think everybody knows what raw dogging means? I think we should explain it, just in case. Everybody knows. Well, people may not. Raw dogging is sex without condoms. Yes. But with someone that <laughs> you don't really know. I, mean, I, I guess, guess it so. could be anybody. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you could raw dog your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so some housekeeping stuff. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, your reviews and your ratings help the show be seen. So super important. Um, and then you can sub support us through our Patreon, patreon.com slash hello and goodbye podcast. It's just $3 a month. And um, any contributions that you guys make help the show go and help with the production costs and all of the behind the scenes stuff. And mm -hmm. we just really appreciate your support. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And then if you want to, you know, support us through sponsors, just go to our website. It's yeah. all there. We'll, we'll talk about, we'll do some ads maybe next sure. week. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. That's kind of it for housekeeping stuff. I have like so many updates this week. Do you yeah. Wanna... You, you teased us with updates last week. Do you want to go first? Sure. I'll go quick. I mean, so my life was mostly like, this is the busiest time for work for me. And so... You know, what I don't really have a life other than working and trying to get some exercise in and then doing this podcast. But some other notable news. My therapist is away for three weeks, <gasps> which will be like the longest we've been apart from each other. Oh, my gosh. In a very long time. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm like a week into it. And like, it's, you know, I like, I like miss him, yeah. but it's okay. <laughs> But I'm doing okay. <laughs> and then the other thing I realized the other day is like, uh, I'm like actively anti-dating right now. Mm. Like it's not even like, oh, I'm not putting something into it. It's like, 
I don't like I don't want to meet anyone. Mm-hmm. I don't like I just don't want to like open up in that way. Mm-hmm. But it feels like that's a good thing because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm just like taking care mm-hmm. of my own stuff. I like, love that. I feel like that's the first time this has happened since I've met you. Yeah, like in my life. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I love that. It feels nice. I'm happy for you. Thanks, friend. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going on with me, which is like a big fat nothing. So you're you are working on being anti-racist and anti-dating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Um that's amazing. Yes. Okay, so where do you want to start? Because I'm dying to hear all of the tea. <sighs> well, for those of you that don't follow me on social media, which you should, at, at underscore Leanna Joan. Um, and I have a TikTok, Leanna Joan, which is actually, I have more followers on TikTok than I do on Instagram. But um, I went out, so last week, I we did a short intro because I was heading to West Hollywood to hang out with my two guy friends. Um, and we ended up going, we had a great brunch, um, and then we went to a gay bar. And um, it, at the gay bar, there was these these male dancers and they're, you know, dance, they're all chiseled. They're beautiful. Beautiful. Chiseled. Just like six packs, like muscles everywhere. Flawless bodies. Speedos. Just like dancing. And they've got like dollars in their, in their speedos. And, um, I was like, it was, I was, I wasn't like drunk, drunk, but I was feeling loose. Mm -hmm. And wait, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. It's a brief aside. Okay. When you see beautiful men with flawless bodies dancing in speedos, does that like turn you on? No. Yeah. Because I'm, because like, I'm, that's just not really my type. Like, I mean, I can appreciate a nice. (laughs) If it was like dorky, doughy guys. (laughs) Yeah, I'd probably be more into it. (laughs) No, I mean, I, I mean, I've dated guys with like very nice bodies and mm-hmm. I, and it's great. It's a, it's a nice perk, Yeah. but it's like not like, I'm not really into pretty boy look. Mm, I need a more like gruff, like a grizzly. Yeah. If you went to like a magic Mike, like show in yeah, Vegas, that wouldn't like, do anything for yeah, me. you wouldn't get turned on by that. Uh-uh. Interesting. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, anyways. Okay. So, so, so I went over to one of the guys and I, I was just like, I, was talking, there was two of them. And and I said, I just have a question for you guys. I was like, are you gay or straight? And they were like, Oh no, we're straight. And I was like, really? I said, Oh, that's so fascinating. They're like, do you, they're like, you're beautiful. And I was like, thank you. And they like leaned down and they kissed me. Like Mm -hmm. they each kissed me on the lips. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of fun. And then they were like, I would love to have, we would love to have a threesome with you. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What? Like, how did it go from, like, your beautiful little peck on the lips to, like, let's do a threesome? I mean, I I will say I think that's one of the most – that's one of the best things. If you have not – if you don't have people in your community and in your circle who are, like, not straight, right, like – that's one of the most amazing things about having friends who are – gay, queer, trans, like whatever is because like the gay bar is another world where like, it is wild. Anything go like everyone wild. is and, like, but somehow everyone's their best self. Like everyone is just having fun. People are nice. Like yeah. people are just dancing. There's like none of the bullshit that you get at like a straight club yeah. kind of thing. And so there's um, like, it's just a way, way freer environment. So like, I'm not surprised at all that someone yeah. was like, Hey, let's have a threesome. Right. Yeah. Right. 
And and I was like, um, thank you, but you know, no, like enjoy the rest of your night. Did you think about it at all? Um, no, no. Because you weren't that attracted to the guys. Well, I just don't. I don't see myself having a threesome. Period. Let alone with two strange men that I don't know, <laughs> and I don't know what STDs they have. Or I guess that's fair enough. Yeah. So anyway, so I went around, and then my other, I was hanging out with my other friend. And he was like, here, here's a dollar. Go put it in that guy's, you know, uh, Speedo. And I was like, okay. So I went over and I put a dollar. And then he also kissed me. I asked him, I was like, are you straight or gay? And he's like, I'm straight, I'm straight. And I'm like, okay. And so anyway, so then what happened is I'm walking around and we're getting ready to leave. And the one guy who initially asked me to do a threesome, he goes, hey, he's like, have you thought about it? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. He's like, well, do you like that guy though? which was the last guy that I had gone up to. And I was like, yeah, he's cute. And he goes, he goes, we'll do it together. He's like, and he's like, he's like, this is my brother. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? That's amazing. You want to have a threesome with me and your brother? Do you think they've done that before? I have no idea. But what the funniest part of it all, it was all gotten on video. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can go see it on TikTok, Leanna Joan. And um, my friend Cole, he he said he's, like, not usually the type to, like, videotape anything. But he videotaped it. And in the background, the other friends that were with us were like, do it. Yeah, somebody was like, do, do it. it. Do it. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, why not? <laughs> so, anyway, needless to say, I did not have a threesome with two brothers. But it was a very fun experience. And um, it was, like, yeah, it was just... It was pretty epic. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, so that was my experience in West Hollywood. Um, I did have another interesting experience in Redlands. Mm. So the Friday before I went out to Hollywood, Mm -hmm. um, I met up with one of my girlfriends and we went downtown and it was just like one of those nights. Like I knew that it was just going to, it was just going to be a fun night. Okay. So we, um, you know, we grabbed dinner somewhere and then we bar hopped a little bit and we were at this one bar, one of my favorite bars, um, in Redlands and these two cute guys walked in. Nice. And there was one that I was like, obviously more drawn to beard, um, and a little older. The other guy was pretty, quite a bit younger. Sure. And they were both. Very good looking though. And so anyway, the one guy that I'm into gets up, goes to the bathroom. So I went over to the other guy and was like, hey, is he single? You know, like, do you want to hey, set me up with your friend? Hey, good for you. Friends? Yeah. Good idea. And he was like, oh yeah. So then I started, I sat in that guy's chair. Uh-huh. And so when he came back, I would be there. Yeah. And he came back and like, you could tell like, he was like, oh, who are you? And we started talking and then we started talking about yoga and spirituality. And like, I was like, oh, this guy's really cool. Okay, so they hadn't had dinner yet, so they leave to go have dinner. We exchange numbers, and he's like, we'll text you when we're heading over to the vault. Yeah. Um, the vault is like this grungy bar right it's below a, it's my a office. Good, it's a good dive bar that has a good dance scene sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but it's grungy and divey. Yeah. It's great, though. We love yes. it. A lot of things have happened at the vault, but with me and with Jared. That is true. <laughs> my ber- of my birthday stars. parties always end up at the vault. That's true. Always. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So 
they he did text me uh-huh. and we go over to the vault and I'm like this could be cool. Like, what if this is how hey, I meet someone, yeah. you know? Because he, he was telling me a little about, like, what he did. And he's, you know, older than me and seems successful. And, like, I'm like, okay, this nice. is different. Yeah. Like, I've never seen him at Redlands before. So we start having conversation. And I don't even remember how this phrase came up. I don't think it was me that brought it up. But I wouldn't be surprised if I did. <clears throat> but the phrase that was thrown out was to- toxic masculinity. Oh, no. And he kind of went off the rail. Got, like, very defensive. Well, he was just like, toxic masculinity doesn't exist, blah, 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 blah. But you know what does exist? Toxic femme. He, uh, and he was basically like, feminism should have never happened. He's like, I have had lots of conversations with crazy feminists. And I, so I just said, I was like, um, are you conservative? And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, the older I get, honestly, the more conservative I get. He's like, it's really the only way to live. So I was like, okay, all right. Um, so then I like, didn't really know like what to say. And I was like, I'm definitely not bringing up like black lives matter. Yeah. You know? And, and I just, I just felt like, fuck. Like, I thought this guy was so cute. And well, like, and, and it's not necessarily that, like, he can't have different views from you. It's, like, that he had this sort of, like, over-the-top angry reaction. You know, it's, like, you know, if, if, if you know, like, if people are reasonable and are, like, yeah, I, I don't really, you know, like, we can have a difference of opinion but you could tell that this was like about something. For it was him. it was deeper. Yes. It was definitely deeper and it felt very like attacking against women. Yeah, like he was angry. He was angry at women. Yes, at yeah. Yeah, and so we we got in a little bit of a tiff. Uh-huh. And I made a comment like, "Well, I'm definitely not going home with you tonight." And he's like, "Well, yeah, that's that's um, obvious or something like that. Wow. Yeah. What a quick, like the needle on the record, like scratch it. Like, like. I know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you guys, it was like 10 minutes of conversation with them when we got to the vault wow. and my friend and his friend were just standing there watching this whole thing go down because I think his friend knew this would happen. Mm. Like that. I think that this has maybe been something that comes up a little wow. bit. So anyway, Man, oh man. I didn't walk away and we continued to talk. And then he's like, well, you have it. You didn't leave. And I said, well, because I'm not trying to just dismiss you because you've got some things that mm-hmm. we, you know, differ on. And then he kind of softened and he almost apologized and was like, yeah, I can see how my reaction like shouldn't have been this. And he's, okay. And, and I was like, yeah. And I said, you know, I said, because if we want to be honest, like women don't get the same opportunities that men oh, do. Oh no. <laughs> you couldn't leave well enough. And, away. and I was like, um, you know, this and this, and we get paid less. And then he lost it. again. Yeah. 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 Just yep, lost yep, it yep. again. And it ended with him saying, I don't, I, I don't even, I don't know if he said, I don't give a fuck or I just, I don't care what women think. And I was like, okay, well, we're done here. And I walked away. Wow. 
I, you know, it's so interesting. So I just finished this book called Kill All Normies. And it's this um, sort of scholarly analysis of like internet culture and like the alt-right and like the alt-right trolling culture that came up with Trump and sort of helped Trump get elected. And in these very like misogynistic, like awful, you know, like, so there's like, there's a men's rights movement and like the proud boys. And there's, there's this movement called men, men going their own way. And the, the top enemy of all of these movements is feminism, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, and so you just wonder like, so it feels to me like this guy has probably been wounded by females by yeah women yeah. in his life in some way right so there's and and that's a real pain or trauma mm-hmm. even or whatever and then like you find you know you you have maybe he hasn't dealt with it and then you find these communities and it just sort of like warps mm-hmm. it and makes it like way more extreme and mm-hmm. angry and you know i mean it, it's like f- watching fucking fox news like mm-hmm. you know you just get like it it it's designed to make you angry and feel like everyone who's not in this little subculture is your enemy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's interesting because I feel like he's the second guy now. Second or third, actually, that have... Well, even my ex, one of my exes was like, I can't call myself a feminism or a feminist. He's like, mm-hmm. I think women can call themselves feminists. But he's like, I don't think men can say they're feminists. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't... Anyway, that's a whole other... That's, That's a whole other thing. I don't want to yeah. get into that, but but it I was. I consider myself a feminist. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I just you well, know I think you're welcome. <laughs> I think women just get tired of fighting, and we need men to fight for us as well. And so to have someone actively fighting against you to you is exhausting. Yeah. And so anyway, um, I did. We did text a little bit later, and I said, you know, I I'm sure you're not a bad person, mm-hmm. and you know we could be friends if you want, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, yeah, no, totally. I'd, you know, like that or whatever. So we're like on Instagram, we're okay. friends, you know? So I, I don't think that he's a bad person. I think, I think that there was alcohol involved mm-hmm. and I think I triggered something in yeah. him, maybe from an ex or someone else in his life because I am strong and assertive. And maybe he also was a little disappointed because maybe he did, you know, was attracted to yep. me and there was something there. And then he also realized that like, Oh, you know, so anyway, well, so like it's really interesting because somebody that I know and I'm connected to on Instagram that you also know, and I think you might follow this person, but it's a guy I know not super well kind of acquaintancy in our area. Yeah. Or he, he's somewhere else now, but he, I always knew that he, uh, was like a little more right leaning, mm-hmm. but hit like his Instagram has gotten like more and more radical. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, and now he's just posting like it's just Instagram posts. It's like hashtag FJB, which is like fuck Joe Biden, mm. and and he put up a post that like two weeks ago that I don't even remember what the picture was. But the caption was like, you know, like, if you love this country, like, you better get ready to fight for it because, like, the war is here and, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, 
it's like scary. Like people are getting fucking radicalized, dude. Yeah. And I like, so I commented and I'm like, Hey, Hey man, like, I, I, I don't even remember what I, but I was like, I, you know, I love to chat sometime and like, you know, I'm like, I, I'm like, who's the enemy that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Because if it's other like regular working people, like, I think that worries me when, you know, right. Americans like sort of turn against other, you know, hardworking Americans that are actually like, you know, like we're all neighbors. Right. Well, and if they're teaching, if they're teaching these men that women are the in the enemy then we're heading towards like a handmade tale yeah you know it's like it's a real like culture war kind of moment yeah but but i do know sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no it's okay okay but but well i and i guess i'm curious because i tried to like thread this needle and like what is the right response when you encounter somebody like this with views like this like it's hard to know what to do well it's interesting that you say that because i chatted with him a little bit today on Instagram and I've just kind of been joking around it. Uh-huh. Like, um, he said something and I said, Oh, I said, well, you probably don't care what I think anyway. Um, and did he take it like as friendly banter or do you think that he felt um, like it was you like needling him or something? I don't know. I think he took it fairly well. He, he did. He did also tell me that he, definitely wants a submissive woman who um because it's just he wants a good relationship and in his experience that's what makes one is like the man is the leader and well you know like have you been have any of the churches you've been a part of taught that because a lot of churches teach that yes 100 percent. so it's it's you know and, and i think you know we came we, we went back and forth a little bit and I said, listen, I said, my, my views are that everyone should have equal rights, equal opportunity. We need to be kind to everyone. And I said, and stop being garbage human beings. And that's what I believe. And he goes, yeah, he's like hundred percent. I totally believe that too. And it's like, well, there's a disconnect though. See, this is what I think about when I, when I talk to like, people in my family or other like more conservative white people is like we would disagree or sorry we would agree 90 percent on like how we think things should be like if you know if you if you got fox news watchers and people like me and you in a room together and we're like how should america function like we would dis we would agree on 90 percent of that but then if we said what is happening in america right now we would disagree on 90% of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we, you know, it's like, I, I realized this last summer when all these people in my family, like who I know to be like good, decent people were posting stuff. Like our country is being torn apart by these looters and rioters and these black lives matter, or they're just out here destroying cities. And like, you're not going to do that in my city. Like me and my friends are going to get my guns and stop, you know? And mm-hmm. like, that's what they thought was happening, mm-hmm. you know? And like, so, so it doesn't surprise me that you and this guy agreed. What he thinks is happening is that men are being disempowered and there's this sort of radical left and these really, and, and anything that, that, you know, folks like this label identity politics is like destroying, you know, it's like, is somehow that that's the enemy of like 
being hardworking and, and being accountable for yourself. And it's like everybody wants to be a victim and everyone wants a handout rather than like people just want justice yeah. and equality yeah. and like a fair system. Yeah. And, like, and we're not, nobody's yeah. trying to like take a man's manlyhood away from him. Yeah. You know, manlyhood. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so that's should that. Be like, you should, we should do a line of hoodies and call them manlyhood. <laughs> See, that's gonna. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other thing that I want to talk about, this is going to take up most of the episode, is, okay, so I have made a series of poor choices. Oh, no. <laughs> I had a little backslide, um, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be open. It's a little embarrassing for me to talk about. It's embarrassing for me to admit, but I think you guys will enjoy um, it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there was a guy that I was talking to that I had mentioned on the podcast that had pulled away from me, and I was really bummed about it. I reached out to him about two weeks later because I missed him and I had kind of gone on dates with other guys. Nothing had worked. And I'm like, well, I missed the connection that I had with this one guy. And I still don't understand why he pulled back. And I just, I needed closure and, and I just, I wanted to see him again and kind of see where things were. So I just said, Hey, I said, you know, um, I don't know how this sounds to you, but would you be open to just being friends? And we can just kind of hang out as friends. And I said, I miss your company and I miss you. And, um, and he goes, yeah, we can be friends. And I'm like, great. Well, when you said that, did you know, like you really wanted to be more than friends? Um, I knew that there was an implication of friends with benefits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I was prepared for that. Okay. Um, so he texted me pretty nonstop that day. Uh-huh. And then he went away for the weekend and then came back and then was nonstop. And it was kind of like, well, when are you going to come over? We want to watch a movie kind of stuff like that. And so then I'm like, okay, this is like a, like he's, he was being flirty in his text. And I'm thinking this is, this is going to be a hookup type situation. Sure. And I knew that going into it, but it's been a while. I was feeling lonely. I wanted to see him again. I wanted answers. And so I was like, okay, Sure. Yeah. So I went over there. This was, I guess, a week and a half ago. Um, and just right away was just kind of, you know, hugged me and wanted to cuddle and was like trying to tickle me and be all playful. And I'm just kind of thinking like, what are you doing? Like, how are you going to just pretend like nothing happened? You know, Mm -hmm. and we kissed a little bit. And then I said, can we, can we talk? And I mean, I I don't even think I said it like that. I didn't Uh say, Hey, can we like, I have some questions for you. He's like, yeah, sure. And so I just said like, what happened? Like, I don't, I just don't get it. You know, like why are you're here? You're with me. You're all, you know, lovey dovey over me. And like two weeks ago you were, you bailed on me. So like what happened? I said, is it because I, I said, let's be friends. And that takes the pressure off of it. He's like hundred percent. He's like, He's like, honestly, he's like, I just felt like we have different worldviews and it would never work out between us. And he's like, and so I put up walls and I pulled away and I said, okay. I said, well, I appreciate you letting me know. I wish you would have told me and been upfront about it, you Mm -hmm. know, without me having to guess. And he's like, yeah, I get that. Um, and he kind of, he owned up to it. Like, 
mm-hmm. very little, but he did. Yeah. And then I said, well, can you tell me like, what are these worldviews that you feel like we see things so differently on? I said, because you barely know me. Yeah. And he's like, well, and then he basically just listed all of these things of like, you're liberal, I'm more moderate, that leans conservative, you believe the on the vaccine mandates, I don't, um, you um, are an atheist, I'm a Christian, and I'm like... I'm like you're not an atheist. I know, I'm just going to keep going. You hate police, police, you hate the police, and he just started listing off all these things that were like, not true. Uh-huh. And I just kept being like, what? No, I don't hate... I dated a cop. Like, I don't hate them. Just because I'm for Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that I believe in defunding the police completely. Yeah. Like, if you defund the police does not mean take all money away from the police. Yeah. And I don't think all cops are bad cops. You know, it's like, use common sense, you know? And then I'm not an atheist. Where did you get that from? Yeah. He's like, well, because you got hurt, you know, you grew up pastor's daughter and now you do all these things. I'm like, what? I'm like, you're here wanting to have sex with me. How are you sitting here judging me? Yeah. You know? And, and then he said, he's, you're going to (laughs) die. This is the worst thing. He said, I just feel like you would take your the shirt off your back for anyone. He's, he's like, and I don't want that. And that's a problem. <laughs> wow. He's like, wow. he's like, I I want to take care of, he's like, I'm tired of paying taxes. He's like, he's, I'm tired of paying taxes. Yeah. He's like, I get so much taxes taken away from me. And he's like, I just want to take care of the people closest to me, even though he doesn't. And he said, he's like, and I, I would be strict with my kids and I'd want them to go up Christian. And, um, I tend to be a little bit more like, I want to be in control and be kind of the leader and like all these things. And like, so it, again, it was like, just kind of like the same thing. Yeah. That's incredible. And some of this, the parallels are staggering. I know. And some of the information I got the following morning, by the way. So I'm kind of just like breaking this up a little bit. And from the stuff that he told me, I just started crying. Like I, I just felt so like judged and misunderstood and like words were being put in my mouth and like, Mm. just like, and I, I felt like just not accepted for who I was. And like, Mm -hmm. I just said, I said, he was like, what's going on? What's wrong? And I said, you just said all these horrible things that you don't like about me. And I said, no, what's, have you said anything you do like about me? And he's like, that's not true. He's like, there's all these things. And then he started listing all these things. And as he's listing them, he's like holding me. And, and I'm just thinking like, he is listening. He's listing all these things to get in my pants. Like that was the energy. Yeah. That's a good instinct. That was the energy that I got from that. Yeah. And long story short, we just got to a point where I said, so what you're saying to me is there is an end game here. There is going to be a point in our lives where we are not going to be in each other's lives anymore. Like, you know, that hundred percent. I know that hundred percent. There's an end game. He's like, yeah, I mean, I guess if you put it that way. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then at that moment I was like, okay, well let's just sleep together then. Really? Yeah. Because 
I all of a sudden felt safe because not with him, mm -hmm. but I knew exactly what was not going to happen. I knew it was going to already get hurt. It was kind of like all of my stuff with unavailable, emotionally unavailable yeah. men, unavailable men. I knew I was going to get hurt. I knew I wasn't going to be appreciated. I knew there was no future. And that's safer to me than opening myself up to that one guy that hurt me so bad yeah. back in June. Yeah. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm already here. I, I almost got up and left a couple times. Yeah. And I just stayed and we slept together and the sex was fine. And then we had sex again in the morning and then we went down and we had coffee and we started talking about all these things again. And that's where some of this stuff came up too. Okay. And I just started kind of t letting him know like, well, this is how I really feel about that. And this is how I really feel about that. And I, I like a strong man. Like I don't want to be with someone I'm going to walk all over. I want mm -hmm. someone that's going to put me into my place every now and then. I sure. think that's exciting. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, I guess we do agree on a lot of these things. Or I guess we do kind of see this eye to eye or I can see how I maybe, and I was like, do you see how you kind of judged me? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I can see that. And it's like, I felt his energy change. Like there was an energy shift of like, I could feel him liking me and putting his walls down. So he walks me to my car and I had told him I was dog sitting and I said, I have this beautiful house. I've got the pool all day Saturday. If you want to come, we can do a pool day, barbecue, whatever. We'll hang out. We'll have sex. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay, yeah. He's like, I'll let you know. He's like, but what are you doing tonight? And I was like. What is happening I was like, story? I know. I was like. <laughs> this is the biggest roller coaster. I know. Oh, it's, there's more. Oh, boy. He's like, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, you want to see me tonight? Like, what? Like, it, to me, that changed the course of what this was. Like we had said, we're friends. Like, obviously this is a friends with benefits yeah. thing. Then we have this conversation. Then he's starting to say, I guess maybe I was wrong about things. What are, I want to see you. What are you doing tonight? Yeah. And now I'm thinking, oh, is this different now? Like, are you wanting to date me? Like, and so I just said, I said, maybe I said, do you want to drive to Redlands? You can take me to dinner. And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I'm just like tight on money. He's like, I didn't say all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think what he probably meant was he wants me to come back over and just have a sleepover. But in yeah. the, but I think it, I was so taken aback by like, well, what, what? So anyway, I leave. He said, text me when you get home. Gave me like kept kissing me before I left. It was like really sweet. I texted him. He's like, wow, that was fast. And then barely heard from him the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. I had to ask him about dinner and he said, no, I'm not feeling well. And then just kind of like fell off the planet. Yep. The following day, heard from him even less. And then I, I was like in an anxious panic again. Like this is fucking happening all over again. This fucking dude. Like, anyway, we'll, we'll get to the conclusion of what I think. So so I messaged him. I knew he had work. I messaged him. I waited until he got off, gave, you know, and I said, Hey, would you mind jumping on a call? And he's like, not tonight. I'm really tired. I'm going to take a shower and go to bed. Okay. And I fucking lost it. And I just texted him and I was just like, okay. I said, you do that, but I'm done here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is, this is the same thing all over again of you 
making me believe something and then pulling away. And, and then, and then it was like, and then he was just like, you're tripping, like nothing has changed, blah, 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 blah. And, and he's like, I told you we were just friends, you know? So then it's all the disclaimer of like, well, that's what we agreed on. And it's like, you know, here's the thing. Like I knew what I was getting into, but he changed it. I just, I just felt like it, I just felt like it changed and. Because he asked, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. So then follow through with that. Like pursue me. Like if you're going to say, well, what are you doing tonight? Then fucking send me a text later that says, Hey, I know I said that I'm starting to not feel well. I think maybe I just need, I like maybe I'm freaking out over getting feelings for you again or realizing that this is intense and I don't want to, you know, I need space again. Like, because I think what happened is he's obviously an avoidant attachment style. And I think that the intimacy scares him. I think that I am an open communicator and I open and I communicate my needs and, and, um, and he doesn't like it. Mm. And he, every time I tried to talk about my feelings or what I was going through, he was like, you're overreacting, you're overthinking things. Like he just dismissed my feelings. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little gaslighty, just a little bit of just kind of being like, this is not happening. You're making this up in your head, even though it's like legitimately happening. So it was like, do I have a right to be angry at him pulling away? Sure. I mean, does he have a right to pull away? Yeah. Mm. But what it felt like to me is he led me on and then realized he was scared and he didn't want me to think anything other than that we were just friends and he played a game with me. Hmm. You don't agree? I don't know. I don't know. What's the difference between... Because it, it feels like there's times in this wild ride of a story where both of you, like where you kind of, where one of you changed your mind or the other person changed their mind about how they felt or what they wanted or whatever. And then there's some times where like you both like, well, there's like, you know, where you both like clearly renegotiated the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like you guys were like, you know, when you were like, okay, this is the deal. Like, we're just being friendly. Or we're just, we're just hooking up. And and that's that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you took some cues from his behavior towards you. And and who knows? Like, who knows if in that, it, like that morning when he was being all sweet and what are you doing tonight? Like... I don't know what he was feeling or whatever, but like he either changed his mind or he was just like, Oh, we can just be people who hook up and I can also be sweet like this. Mm-hmm. But to, to him, like, you know, that, that that's not, we still are in the same deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's your yeah, take on it? I, I think I just, 
I think I just, if you were there with me and you saw it play out from the morning to the walking out to the car, to what he said, to his actions, to me, his actions and what he said were opposite of then how he acted. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it, it just wasn't something that I felt like, like it, like to me, us being friends and hooking up, it's like, okay, well, I'll, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll figure out a time we can get together mm-hmm. or whatever. And it wasn't like, like, cause he texted me nonstop for two days yeah. prior to hooking up. Yeah. And then he goes silent on me after we hook up. So to me, that's game playing. Well, do you think that's because you had sort of basically like asked him to take you on a date? Maybe. I don't, you know, like, and, and I think you're sort of justified in, in doing that, right? Like, um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think I just, I, the way that I read it when he walked me to the car, um, yeah, maybe I just read him wrong. Maybe he meant like, what are you doing tonight? As in like, come over again. Yeah. Like, Hey, like this was fun. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, I, and I don't know, like, I, I think I would, I would definitely feel, I mean, first of all, it, it, it sucks. Like it, it sucks that you had this situation and you, you wrapped your head around it one way and made your decision of like, yeah, I'll do this. Like, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. And then his actions made you sort of like reevaluate. And then instead of being safe, you then like pushed your chips back. You know, you were like, oh, maybe this is something. And then this really like hurtful pattern played out. And like mm-hmm. it was painful for you. And like that's awful, you know? And like, and like so, but then, but then I, I think that's different, like where like the question of blame is different than the question of like, oh, like what a, what a shame, you know? And I would definitely feel more like if he had said, yeah, like I'm going to take you out to dinner tonight. And then like ghosted, Mm -hmm. then it's like, yeah, like, okay, that person is manipulating someone or whatever, or just like, or even if he just thought, you know, you know, said, yeah, like let's go out on a date tonight. And then like, ghosted or whatever like that's that's shitty Mm -hmm. but it's this is why it's so fucking hard in the culture right now where like there's this like are we dating are we hooking up like and i don't know it's just so easy for these kind of miscommunications to happen Mm -hmm. well i mean i think i think he i think he has some issues (laughs) If you're listening, I don't. Clearly. I don't care. Well, and, I mean, and I, I, it's really interesting to me that like the, these two guys who are like, you know, have this sort of like axe to grind or whatever, and I'm like, wow, like what's going on with that? Like mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. Right? Well, and what's also interesting is what I've had to really think about with myself is like, why am I all of a sudden attracting this type of person? Yeah. Because. Like what, like, 
that I don't want to be with someone that doesn't believe in feminism. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. So, you know, and I think part of that is me practicing. So I did have a coaching session with Victoria today. Um, Victoria Moretti, we had her on the podcast last week Mm -hmm. and she, she contacted me and we did a session and, um, I did talk to her specifically about this situation. Ooh, what did she say? Um, she said that she was like, when he was going through all of these things that made him think that you weren't compatible for him, mm-hmm. what were you thinking? Like, were you thinking you're, well, you're not compatible for me mm-hmm. because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. he wasn't. And to, to be honest, I didn't really even like who he was period as a person. Yeah. I thought he was kind of selfish and, mm. um, I, I wanted to believe that he was a, a, the type of person that, and I was just, I just was kept trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, and she did say she was like, he was hot and cold. He like the, you know, the first time he pulled away, like wasn't cool, you know, and it it just, it, ultimately what it comes down to is that like this person is obviously not my person. Yeah. And if I like, I can use this as a learning experience because my, I, I used with her that I just felt like an idiot for even putting Mm. myself in this position. Yeah to misunderstand something like, you know, because you saying, well, I mean, basically what I'm hearing you say is like, it's kind of understandable his, how he reacted. I don't know. Right. I I wasn't there. Right. So, but, but I don't know, but I, I, it sounds like you two were both like, it sounds like you two wanted different things from the beginning. (laughs) You know, like there wasn't this compatibility that you kind of said, okay, I'll accept this deal that you've offered of just hook up and no future. Mm-hmm. And then, and then that shifted for you at some point. And, and, and he may have intentionally led you to believe that, or he may have, un- that may have been totally unintentional on his part. He may have been thinking like, I do want to date you and then changed his mind. Like there's just no way for us to know, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I, I think I mean, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is, is he was not a great communicator. He, mm-hmm. he was dismissive. His texts were short. He, um, and, and I just, it, whether we were going to, well, obviously we weren't going to work out, but you still can be respectful with someone and you can still talk with them and and all he could have all he had to do was be like hey i'm sorry that there was this misunderstanding but i meant wh- when yeah. you know hang out tonight i just kind of meant like i didn't mean like a date like i meant having you over or yeah. whatever and and to be honest i didn't even really think of him taking me to dinner as a date either mm. like i i didn't mean it like that i just meant yeah. like okay you want to hang out like you can buy me dinner. Mm. I picked you up at LAX. You owe me a few. Oh, you know, that's right. This was this guy. kind of a thing. Yeah. So, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I did get kind of my hopes ex- 
hopes up a little bit. And then it was, they were taken away from me again. And it was just kind of reliving. Like my inner child got mixed up in this. Yes. It was because this, this is not something that I want to be involved with. This person yeah. isn't someone yeah. that I want to be involved with. Yeah. You, do you remember the guy that I talked with for six weeks and I kept being like, I have no idea what is keeping me here. Yes. And it was all just like inner child shit. Yeah. Well, so I was going to ask you if when, when you even sort of said, well, we can be friends and then he was being flirty and then you decide to go over knowing that this is just a hookup. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to say a theory rather than like try to frame it as a question. But I, I think my theory is that your kind of wounded inner child secret, like, and maybe this might've been totally unconscious for you secretly believed that like, maybe if you hooked up with him, you would like win him over. That you would like get him to like you and love you. I mean, I and think give you acceptance and affection and whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think it was necessarily just the hooking up, but I think it was more of just spending more time together. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. I mean, my, my deep wounds are seeking approval and seeking love Yeah. and, and feeling like an idiot. Those yeah. are like kind of my three and they all came to head yeah. in this. And it, it's, it's really with, with any of these guys, the reason why I, I continually find myself kind of reaching out to past guys is because like, I can't give up like, because if I just, if I just win them over or yep. if they just stay and fight for me, then that wound of that abandonment will be healed. Yeah. You know, even though I didn't really even like this guy, like, yeah. you know, and he was just, there were a lot of things I didn't like about him. Things that he came out of his mouth that I'm like, shut up, just close your mouth. Like you're really hot. Just keep your mouth closed. <laughs> Um, I, well, and so that's what I think is actually going on with these two stories is that it really feels like you're at, and I think this is like an exciting, positive thing. You're at this real like tipping point in your life where you're, th those, those old patterns and habits are not working anymore and you're seeing them and you're recognizing them, but you're not quite far enough. Mm -hmm. you're still like, you're still kind of somehow pulled to these kinds of guys that are just not, they like don't actually want. And like you, you know, like m maybe there's some past version of you that would have been the type of person that these guys would have liked. Or well, whatever. there is a past version of me yeah. that would have been the type of person, my yeah. 21 year old self. Yeah. Conservative Christian young. Yep. You know, like that is, yeah, maybe that's why I keep getting drawn to these guys. Cause that is like the type of guy that I thought I was going to marry. Yeah. And like the tipping point is like, eventually you like drop that. Mm -hmm. Right. And like through work and therapy and, and whatever else, like, and so then whether it's six months from now or a year from now or whatever, like you'll see those guys and you'll be like, no fucking way. Yeah. Well, you I mean, know? I even feel that now. Yeah. Like I'm so far removed. Okay. There's one more 
element of the story. <laughs> okay, great. I was like looking at the time, like, should I bring this up or not? Or should I wait? Okay. Do it. So the guy, so the same guy, I reached out to him one week later mm-hmm. and just said, I was basically like my last shot at like, I was just, okay. I was horny and um, I just kind of wanted to get laid. And I don't like, it's weird for me to sleep with people I don't know. And I knew him. I had already slept with him. He wears condoms. Like, it's great, you know? And so I reached out and I said, hey, do you, would you be open to, to talking for a second? And he's like, no, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, okay. I said, well, listen, um, I know that we've, like, tried this. But if you're open to just being fuck buddies, like, and nothing more, mm-hmm. like, I'm still, I'm still open to yeah. that. And he's like, I just don't think you can handle it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I said, well, you, you don't get to decide that for me. Yeah. Um, and I said, I just, the sex was good. It yeah. was, I mean, it's not like off Bad the good. charts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was just like someone, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I said, and I know you and, um, it would be nice to have the company. And I said, and we can make some ground rules if you want. And he's like, I don't need any ground rules. And I'm like, okay, so I'll make some ground rules. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay. And I was like, so I said, we always wear condoms. Um, I said, I sleeping with multiple people is weird to me. So if you start sleeping with someone or meet someone, just like, let me know. Yeah. And then like, if you're not feeling it and you don't want to keep going, just let me know. Just communicate that. And his response was just like, no, I'm out. Like, he's like, that's too much. And I'm like, mm. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, it's too complicated. And I'm like, condoms, communication, communication mm-hmm. is too complicated. So anyway, it was just like, it was one, it was, again, it was like me, like one more shot of like, and, and this time, honestly, it was more of, I just really wanted the sex. You think so? Yes. Okay. I think your inner child was trying to win, win the battle that you, right? Like, because I think that that's the wound, right? The wound is desperately wanting someone's approval and not being able to get it. And so what your inner but I child knew, I knew is reaching, seeking out, but I knew in reaching like out the ability to him, to like tr- win in some way. And you were like, well, maybe if he, that this is the wounded inner child, maybe if he agrees to this hookup scenario, like at least that's going to feel like I did it. I, I got his approval yeah, and maybe. his acceptance in some way. Yeah, because I you knew know? I knew in reaching out that it didn't. I knew that there was no hope for a future. For yes, like, but you're right. Maybe I just needed to know that he would still like me. That yes. he didn't hate me. That he would still come see me. Yes, and, you know. Yeah, you're right. That's L- what it is. Let me ask you a question. If he had accepted this proposal, I probably would have been like, eh. "Do you think it would have ended well?" No. <laughs> no not at all but th- this is why I was nervous to tell the story because essentially it kind of like it mimicked what happened with my ex-boyfriend is I yeah. just kept reaching out yeah and this person isn't even worth my time yeah. yeah you know and it's like I am I am I don't know if he's listening or not but I'm so much better and I deserve so much more. Absolutely. And he has no idea what he's missing yes. out on. You're like way cooler than like both of these dudes. <laughs> I know. 
know. You know? I know. And yeah. so I don't know why I keep selling myself short. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of it is where we live. I think the, yeah. the options are slim. Yeah. But also I think a lot of it is me not still kind of um, really grasping my worth and and – you know, like if someone doesn't approve of me or want yeah. me, like fuck them. Yes. But yeah. but it's me that I'm like, well, I have to. But they, but if they saw this or if yeah. they, you know, but they, like oh, like but he's he's nice and he's cute and like but yeah, he was he, he was being fun with me for a while. Yeah, whatever, and his right? and his dick was a nice size and yeah. like you know like all this yes. stuff that it's like. Well, and he looked like this and, you know, and, and said these things and they were so funny and, but it's like, but all these like huge red flags. Yeah. But, it, but, the, but that wounded him child was like, no, we have to win him over. Yeah. I'll get rid of those red flags. Yes. I'll make them better. Yeah. I'll make them turn yellow. Oof. So anyway. Well, and I, I think this is what's, and we, I forget who we were talking about this recently, but like, this is one of the hazards of dating is like we have our own stuff that comes out in some of these unhealthy patterns. And so does the other person. Exactly. And so like, and also like, I always feel like that response that there's mutual and reciprocal responsibility there. So like you didn't create this dynamic because of your issues. Like that is, you know, like you, you both, you know, he has his own shit that fed into this too. Right. And, and, but when we have this, you know, like what Jamie Wood was talking about, like this toxicity, this unhealed pain inside of us, it comes out in ways that either hurt other people or it hurts ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I can identify in my life navigating dating and relationships like like having both types. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, I have never intentionally tried to like hurt someone or mislead someone or manipulate someone, but like... I have hurt people. You know, there's, there's people who felt very hurt by me when my feelings changed and, and my demeanor towards them changed or whatever. Um, and also, like you, like, I've had so many experiences that made me feel fucking awful about myself mm-hmm. after they were over, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's hard, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So... I think it's really brave that you told the story and like, oh, so embarrassing. No, I mean, but like you also like you're, you, can I stress you, you're enough that we out. do not, we're not like trying to give you guys dating advice. <laughs> Cannot stress enough. Two dating experts. Two people <laughs> who have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Yes. That's what this show is. Thanks for coming on the journey with us. <laughs> Should we end on a light note? Sure. What what do you have in mind? What's your favorite color? Uh, I think baby blue. (laughs) That's real. It's for real. I would have never. I like a nice, like, light blue. Okay. I think I look good in that color. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What's your favorite color? Do you know what mine is? I feel like you should know this. Purple. No, uh, yellow. Yellow, of course it is. I knew that. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed and learned from my mistakes. Uh, Make sure. Yeah, give us dating advice. 
Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. We've got all of our stuff on our website, www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com. We love you guys. We've got such a cool guest next week. Yes. So make sure to tune in. Um, subscribe, rate, and review. Share with your friends. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.